1: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host,
0: Todd Huff. Well, that is right, my friends. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Much needed in today's world of insanity. And the political purge has begun. So be careful out there. Payback politics is in full swing. I welcome you uh, to the program here. Email address, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show, as long as our friends at Facebook allow that to be there, which of course, given what we're going to venture into today, talking about Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Rand Paul, election integrity, and the like, um, who knows what's going to happen, but it's good to be here. You can email me your thoughts, questions, and yes, I will even accept that adoration and praise, Todd, at ToddHuffShow.com. So I say the political purge has begun. Uh, They want retribution. They want political payback. They want vengeance. Vengeance is mine. The Bible says vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. Democrat Party says vengeance is ours, declares Nancy Pelosi, declares Chuck Schumer, declares the other leaders in the Democrat Party. And so here we go, venturing into a post-Trump Washington, D.C. And as we've seen before, as we've seen before, um, well, a return to, I guess, weakness and corruption. That's really – if if you boil it all down, that's the way I see this. We've got a return to business as usual in Washington, D.C., and we have Republicans um, either being forced to well, – I don't say forced, bullied <laughs> – it doesn't, it doesn't take much for some of these guys to be bullied. Um, bullied into capitulation. They want people to say certain phrases. Say it, Rand Paul. George Stephanopoulos basically was saying, which we'll play that soundbite here in a moment. It's actually, there's a lot that happened yesterday. George Stephanopoulos with, uh, with Rand Paul. Pamela Brown of CNN with Representative Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina. We've got Josh Hawley out there having to play defense basically they want every republican in washington dc um depending on your era when i was a kid we had to say mercy you might have uh, been from the era where you had to say um, uncle i don't know what else people have you know to to say look i've got you cornered you know we used to play the game where you you would you would grab hands and twist and contort the your friend's wrists and fingers into a position until they said, mercy, oh, have mercy. And then you stop. You kind of strut around saying, that's what I thought, buddy. I thought you were going to say mercy, and I have to have mercy on you. Otherwise, I would (laughs) have ripped your fingers off your arms. That's basically how the seven-year-olds did it back in my era. And that's how they do it in Washington, D.C., amongst the adults today. They want you to say there is no stolen election there was no there was nothing to be concerned about here yeah stephanophilus uh, george Stephanopoulos. we have we have some things no election's perfect right that's what they no election's perfect but this thing wasn't stolen there's no reason to have any qualms about anything this is up and up no concerns here everyone's just supposed to jump in line and by the way if you don't if you don't, you will be purged from Washington, DC. That's really the phase of this process that we're going through today. Never mind that in 2016, in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020, whew, that even got me winded saying that. In those years, it was expected that you were to say that Russia stole or influenced our election, right? How'd they do that? Through Pokemon Go ads. They tricked people who were going to vote for Hillary into voting for Trump. Fool them with an ad. It's a m- miraculous thing. With an ad, an ad popped up on their phone as they were gathering to do whatever they do at these locations as they play Pokemon. An ad popped up, and it tricked them. It hypnotized them, in fact. They went to the polls maybe that very day, depending upon when the ad hit their phone. They stumbled into the voting booth and they pressed the wrong button. That's what it happened that we're supposed to believe. Back in 2016, we had invested. Remember, we had investigations. We spent millions of dollars into this. We looked into this. Uh, In fact, it, it was it laid the foundation for President Trump to be impeached the first time. This doesn't even. The second time, they didn't even. There wasn't any foundation to be laid. It's just they said, "Look, just impeach this guy." No evidence we don't care, just just impeach him. no hearing, no defense, no anything. just impeach him right in the days leading up to uh, his final days in office, even they couldn't resist the urge to do this. The political purge has begun. payback politics are in full swing and this is where we find ourselves this morning and over the weekend. In fact, I've got some sound bites that I want to play. I want to start here with Rand Paul, Rand Paul on with george stephanopoulos this week on abc right the purge has begun if someone exists in washington dc today who's a politician if he or she says anything raises any questions about integrity of the election he or she is to be attacked relentlessly in fact even to the point where he or she is called a seditionist a traitor a treasonist we need to get these folks expelled from Congress. These are legitimate conversations that have been—they're not, not legitimate in a in a sane sense. They legitimately have been happening. The political purge, as well, underway in Washington D.C. They want to—in fact, if you mention election integrity and you're in Washington D.C., you need to be expelled from Congress. Um, you need to be attacked relentlessly until you say "uncle," as I said earlier, or "mercy." I'll say whatever you want me to say. Please stop, media. That's basically where we've gotten to today. Forget about evidence to the contrary. They don't have to say it. In fact, I'll play what they say. It's the same exact thing they did. Same exact thing they did with Hunter Biden and Burisma. This is how it goes. Um, hey, what's going on with Hunter Biden and Burisma? Somebody might ask. The media replies, well, we looked into that. No. Oh. Well, what did you look into? Hunter Biden and Burisma. Well, what would you find? Nothing. Well, what'd you look into specifically? Hunter Biden and Burisma. What'd you find? There's nothing there. What do you mean there was nothing there? Hunter Biden was on the board of directors getting paid a healthy sum of money. What do you mean there was nothing there? Well, there wasn't anything substantive there. Okay, fine. I can accept that. What did you look into? What were the allegations and what led you to come to that conclusion? Why aren't you sharing this with me? Nothing happened. This is how it works. Trust us. Nothing happened. Same thing here. Same thing here. You've got Stephanopoulos saying there's been 80-some challenges in court to the election integrity, um, various states and so forth. All of these court cases ruled against the Trump team or those that were arguing that there was problem and fraud in our elections. And that's all they say. What do you mean? What did they find? They found that there was nothing there. Okay. Well, let's talk about what they were looking into, how many of those cases— how many of those cases were actually thrown out because of some technicality, like standing, for example, which we know a, a big chunk of those were, were standing-related dismissals. Not, not as though the court looked at the evidence and said, give me a break. right? This is not what happened. There's no election fraud here. There's not enough to overturn the election. Most of these things where you don't, you're not the person that can bring this lawsuit to begin with. So they want you to think that all these courts looked at all this evidence and continually said, no, that's no, that's not right. No, no, no. Right. That's what they want you to think. Of course, that is not what what happened. So that being said, here's Rand Paul trying to be forced to say uncle by George Stephanopoulos on ABC this week over the weekend. Listen to this exchange.
2: You this election was not stolen. Do you accept that fact?
1: Well, what I would say is that the debate over whether or not there was fraud should occur. We never had any presentation in court where we actually looked at the evidence. Most of the cases were thrown out uh, for lack of standing, which is a procedural way of not actually hearing the question. There were several states in which the law was changed by the Secretary of State and not the state legislature. To me, those are clearly unconstitutional. And I think there's there's still a chance that those actually do finally work their way up to the Supreme Court. Courts traditionally and historically don't like to hear election questions, but yes, were there people who voted twice? Were there dead people who voted? Were there illegal aliens who voted? Yes, and we should get to the bottom of it. I'll give you an example. In my state, when we had a Democrat Secretary of State, she refused, even under federal order, to purge the rolls of illegal voters. We got a Republican Secretary of State. And he purged the rules. So it does Poe, make a to, difference, in those things I, I have, have to, to, to stop affirm. you there.
2: there no, no no, election is perfect, but there, there were 86 challenges filed by President Trump and his allies in court. All were dismissed. Every state certified the results dismissed. after investigations counts and recounts. The De- Department of Justice, led by William Barr, said there is no widespread evidence of fraud. Can't you just say the words, this yeah. election was well, not stolen? What I would
0: suggest is... Say mercy.
1: What I would suggest is that if we want greater confidence in our elections, and 75% of Republicans agree with me, is that we do need to look at election integrity, and we do need to see if we can uh, restore confidence in the elections.
0: Absolutely. Now, there's more to this. In fact, it gets even more heated than this. Stephanopoulos is not used to this. Normally, if you press back on some Republican, they say, mercy, I'm sorry. I can't believe I ever uttered the words election integrity. In fact, Trump was probably threatening me behind the scenes. I was so scared for my safety. I don't know what I was thinking. I should have been uh, buddies with with Chuck Schumer. In fact, I'm thinking of changing to become a Democrat. This is this is we we've gone this has gone on too long. Um we've got to put a stop to this. Um I was proud to be a Republican until Trump came along. Trump ruined the Republican Party. Everything was hunky-dory apple pie prior to that time, right? This is normally – I'm giving you a snapshot of a little bit of sarcasm and hyperbole, but you get the idea. And Rand Paul says, no. What are you talking about? These things were thrown out on standing, George. You're acting as though you're the arbiter of truth, which (laughs) – sorry, sorry, the idea. The idea. And for those of you who are newer here to the – well, to this program – welcome by the way but for those of you who haven't been around for very long you may not realize that george stephanopoulos worked with bill clinton he was on team clinton right this is who the media believes is unbiased they believe that unbiased people that they can hire for commentary and so forth to be journalists it's it's really cute that george stephanopoulos thinks he can get away with being a a journalist there's no journalism at abc news if there is if there is, um, it's someone that is not well known. It's someone who is, you know, not one of the people at the forefront here at ABC News, and they probably have fallen into it by accident. But anyway, this this notion here, this notion here that George Stephanopoulos is some sort of, you know, fact checking, straight down the middle, objective and fair. I mean it's, it's totally laughable He doesn't even understand his role He doesn't care about his role In fact he thinks his role Is to get you to believe That he's right and Rand Paul is wrong Think about that You're supposed to trust a journalist Over the person he, he's interviewing he, Look you shouldn't even know What a journalist thinks folks I know I'm old school on this But in order to be a journalist I should not know What your opinion on the issue even is This is why most people can't be journalists. They need us to know what they think. That's why this this program is not journalism, although I will tell you this. I think I'm a whole lot fairer. At least I come to you and say, look, I'm objective in this matter. I think this person is right. I'll occasionally try to make the case from the other side. I did this with uh, the election integrity issue back several, I don't know, several weeks ago. I did this with the argument about certifying the election or whatever. I I did this. I remember doing this. The media never tries to do that. They do this right here. Republicans lie. This election was not stolen. There's no reason to be concerned. Yeah, of course things happen in every election. That's to be expected. But not wide-scale fraud. Remember, there was no fraud at first. Now there's not wide-scale fraud or enough fraud to change the outcome of the election. The American people have spoken. If you have a problem about this, problem about the election, you are trying to overturn democracy, which is ludicrous and ridiculous. This has happened other times in the past, not to this scale where there's been so much support for this. But folks, the vast majority of Republicans believe that this election was stolen. Now, I may Facebook may shut me down for saying that. I'm just telling you what people think. And if they shut me down for saying that, just remember, uh, just ask yourself why. What are they so afraid of? Let's just discuss this. What is wrong with looking into this? Right? Biden has been sworn in. Biden is president of the United States. All right, let's, let's figure out the problem and let's address it. And to what degree it needs fixed, let's fix it. And to what degree people were breaking the law, if any, Let's hold them accountable. If people should be charged and you know and face charges, then let that happen. If not, then so be it. What is so hard about this? This seems to be rather obvious to me. If tens of millions of Americans don't trust their election system, they're not going to – I mean, why would they participate? Why would they vote? Surely the left understands this. Anyway, by the way, that's a good reason why you should sign up for our email newsletter if you're afraid that they're going to censor us and you not be able to find us on facebook or wherever you're looking for us it's free to subscribe the fact that you can also get your free conservative not bitter membership card which is pretty cool if i might add people are talking about starting new political parties you can you can be a card carrying member of the conservative not bitter party todd slash subscribe completely free and i've got to take a break come back and pick up this conversation between george stephanopoulos And Senator Rand Paul, when we return, you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in, back here in just a minute. By the way, this program is brought to you by uh, Interior Construction Services. Interior Construction Services. They provide a variety of services, including residential construction, commercial construction, selection, uh, selective demo work, metal, stud, framing, drywall hanging and finishing, acoustic ceilings, doors and hardware. They do painting interior and exterior Acoustic sound panels, they'll do basement build-outs at your residence, exterior, pressure washing, dry erase walls, and custom interior paint. To find out more about Interior Construction Services, visit their website, interiorconstruct.com. That's interiorconstruct.com. They're located here in the great city of Indianapolis. So, I want to get back here to this soundbite. This exchange between Rand Paul and uh, George Stephanopoulos. I played you kind of the beginning of this. Now I want to play for you uh, really where it gets a little bit more heated in this exchange. I want to play for you uh, the part where Rand Paul presses back. And pretty much, now this is a little bit longer, so I don't know where I'm going to interject this. But I want you to hear, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear the back and forth. Remember, George Stephanopoulos. It's supposed to be a journalist. We're not supposed to know what a journalist thinks. I want you to really pause. And I know you get this, but I want you to be prepared for when you talk with, you know, um, someone at work, someone that you run into in the neighborhood. I don't know, someone who's just, you know, hates Trump, loves whatever it is the media is telling him or her to love. And I just – people don't understand or care or they haven't stopped to think what a journalist is. They just think, man, Stephanopoulos, later to Rand Paul, yeah. (laughs) Of course, that's not really what happens, but still, this is what they think. This is what they, I guess, cheer on. Stephanopoulos is supposed to be pretending to be a journalist. We should not know what a journalist thinks about something. We should not, and that is not, that's not meant to imply that a journalist is a second-class citizen, though I might have to think about that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it is, it's meant to say if you want to do the job of journalist, your job is kind of like being moderator at a debate. We're not supposed to know what the moderator thinks. A good moderator keeps that to himself or herself. A good moderator makes sure that both sides can make make their argument, make their case, respond to Objections and all this sort of stuff, right? Not to to throw their hat into the ring and say, here's what I think. I'm the arbiter of facts. I'm the person who's going to tell you, Senator Rand Paul, what the facts are. And if you can't accept them, then you by definition are the problem. That's essentially what George Stephanopoulos is doing here. So I want you to hear this is the continuation of where we stopped last segment. Rand Paul on with George Stephanopoulos. Here you go.
2: Well, 75% of Republicans agree with you because they were fed a big lie by President Trump and his supporters who say the election was stolen. Why can't you say President Biden won a legitimate election? I think where President you make, I think, a, I think
1: where you make a mistake, in, uh, hey, George, 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 where you make a mistake is that. People coming from the liberal side like you, you immediately say everything's a lie instead of saying there are two sides to everything. Historically, what would happen is if I said that I thought there was fraud, you would interview someone else who said there wasn't. But now you insert yourself in the middle and say the absolute well, fact is that everything I'm saying is a lie. Well, because I say Senator, I said what the president back, said was a lie because
2: to. he said, hold on a second. To. He said the election was stolen. This election was not stolen. This ele- the results were certified in every you're single saying there was, state. You're s-
0: okay, pause this. He's saying, right, this is George Stephanopoulos, your president, your former president, President Trump, is saying the election was stolen. And he says it's by fact wasn't stolen because it was certified. Well, pause pause the tape. This this is this is called sleight of hand. This is called really it's a form of a straw man argument because it's not it's not addressing the real objection. When President Trump says the election is stolen, let's look at the picture here. President Trump was saying – now, you could say it's wrong. You can say he's wrong. You can say he's wrong by degree, meaning there's not enough of uh, – you know, enough fraud or enough malfeasance or whatever to overturn the election. You can say that. I said that from the beginning. I said that from the very beginning. But to act as though – To act as though there's no fraud and there's nothing to be concerned with is not a serious objection. It is not a serious position to, to take here. President Trump's position, whether you agree with it or not, was that there were things that had happened in the election. Before the election, right? Before the election, there were clear laws in states pertaining to how an election would be run when absentee ballots would be received what identification or signatures or whatever was required and a lot of that was ignored a lot of that in a lot of states was ignored meaning that those ballots ballots were counted that should not have counted that is that is a fact if you want to talk about facts george stephanopoulos that is a fact now let's just say let's just say that that in and of itself because remember some of these states were relatively close Georgia 12,000 what was Wisconsin 20,000 Pennsylvania uh Michigan was was bigger Arizona wasn't by that many so is it conceivable George in your mind try to just hear you know think about this for a moment is it conceivable that the tens of thousands of votes may have been may have been changed if we didn't count all the ones that we normally don't count and Rand Paul laid that out already right normally these ballots were thrown out whatever that's just one that's one segment of this argument that's one segment of this now so then those were counted right the ballots that should not have been counted traditionally or according to the law they were counted now i'm not saying definitively that all those um that that count would have flipped a substantial number of states or even one state maybe it would maybe it wouldn't have we don't we don't even know and i'll i'll say this i don't think we ever can know and i think it's fair to raise the question if even that part was intentional did they want us to never have the means by which we could actually determine <clears throat> excuse me what happened you know they they pulled think about this they pulled out of these machines the mechanism that actually kept a log of what was going on. They didn't let people see this. I forget which was that Georgia. That may have happened in more than one state. It's hard to keep up with all this. But if you're saying George is throwing terms out there that sound like that sound like they're a safety net to prevent the election from not, you know, being miscalculated, but you're recounting he's saying recounts, for example. Well you're recounting ballots that are questionable. That count isn't going to change, George. We're saying that they shouldn't be potentially included in the count because of the law, because of what the law specifically says. And these ballots were cast in contrast or outside of what the law permitted. They should not be counted, period. But George is saying we're still counting them. We counted them ten times. Why can't you accept that? that can you see the straw man here? Right? That is not a real way to respond to the question. It's clearly not a real way to respond to the question. But yet it sounds right to those what the mind will justify what the heart desires. For those who don't want to hear anything else about election fraud, election integrity, whatever, they simply say, hey, man, move on. Time to move on. We did recounts. Well, you kept recounting the ballots that we're saying shouldn't have been counted. Well, they certified it. Well, you you certified the counts that were including ballots that we say shouldn't be counted. So – you're not, all these words that you're saying, all these processes that you want us to think mean something really different or, or that, that are ensuring the safety and the integrity of the election, they're all predicated on things that we're questioning at the beginning. So if an event happens at the beginning of the process, all the things that, that come from that event, we're saying you got to go back to the initial event, which is counting the ballots that should not have been counted. If you rectify that, now – Let's talk about those things. Now let's look at whether or not um, what the certified counts would have been. That would have changed the outcome potentially. Maybe it wouldn't have. Again, we don't know because there's no real curiosity or interest here because they got the outcome, they being the media, they the Democrat Party. They got the outcome that they desired. And Rand Paul is fighting with a journalist over simply – being permitted to say what he thinks to raise his concerns as a sitting u.s senator facebook does the, some, the same thing they all say if you're going to say something like this raise questions like this we want to shut you up that's what they're saying that's what they're doing i got more of this to play after the break but i gotta take a time out you're listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back here in just a minute back my friends so we've been talking here about uh really this this ongoing debate we've got a political purge happening we've got payback politics in order we've got a president who's not even in office anymore who's going who has been impeached and who will have a senate trial what here in a week is it a week or two something close not far from now so um And we're now beginning the process of anyone who raised any questions about the integrity of the election, anyone who voted to challenge electors from states, we now need to politically purge them, make them pay the price. We want to expel, not you and I, but the left and the media wants to expel Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Josh Hawley, Republicans like Madison Cawthorn. They want to expel these folks from Congress because they, of course, have incited basically a civil war. That's what we're supposed to believe here because of their desire to challenge the election results. And I've got some – I don't have time as I as I look at this here uh, to play Madison Cawthorn's interview with Pamela Brown, who, by the way, sounds like someone you would definitely not want to go <laughs> – Go to a party with Pamela Brown seems like a a lot of fun there. Let me tell you, just based upon this conversation she had with Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> but anyway, um, they want these folks to be expelled to be to be penalized. But again, it's it's patently absurd and ridiculous. We know that the organization to uh, well to that was. Calling for the riots on on the capitol here several weeks ago now that was done beforehand on social media and other places um reprehensible inexcusable you've heard me from the very beginning say these things i look that's not uh, i've I've done that i i have done that extensively um But the idea that Trump's speech where he said let's go march over to the Capitol and peacefully and patriotically let them know what we think, that apparently causes a riot in the minds of the radical left. It's silly, I know, but this is what they say. You have Senator Josh Hawley seeing a crowd of protesters outside the Capitol, raises a fist. That's apparently a signal, a signal to storm the Capitol, I guess. This is what they want you to think. This is what they want you to think. It's also, by the way, look. I think these folks who said before the Capitol riots, the folks who said we were going to, we're going to challenge the election results, and one of them is Senator Mike Braun, here from our state, and I applaud him in part um, for standing up to this, or at least, well, I don't want to get into all that. But basically, what I do want to say is this: for those who changed their vote after the uh, what happened at the Capitol building. They clearly were not opposing it for the right reasons because if you have questions about whether or not the state certified their, li- their correct electors or they ran their elections properly or what have you, if you have those questions, um, those should remain no matter what happens in the interim here. I mean we don't want to be governed like that, do we? It's like John Roberts saying the reason – remember the, the reports from the Supreme Court. When they were looking at the Texas case, he was screaming at the other justices, presumably Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito, who may be the only two that really um, are there that stand firmly by the Constitution no matter what. But it's been reported that Chief Justice Roberts – and I've we've talked about this on here – yelled and said – This is different. I don't hear about Bush v. Gore. This is different. In Bush v. Gore, we didn't have to worry about riots with our decision, basically. Now we do. Saying, apparently, we can't make a decision based upon merit. We have to say what's going to happen if we do make this decision. Which, to me, only seems to say to to empower those who... um, Who have a certain outcome, if if they have raised the rhetoric, if if a group that's on one side of an issue has raised the political rhetoric to such a point to where if you rule against them in the courts, they're going to do something really bad, and if courts pay attention to that and listen to that, or same thing with politicians, then you've actually empowered these jokers, right? I mean, you have. If, if, if if, If you're so afraid of what they might do based upon what you really think the law says, then you're giving in to this nonsense. It's not the way to do this. So the, the capital riots, and you know this, this this in my mind is, is beyond basic. This in my mind, I, I'm a guy that's willing to hear out other sides here, but this is this is really, really simple to me. You do the right thing no matter what. In fact, I'll say this. I'll say this, and I'm gonna take a break here. But I think a lot of folks think leadership is all about intelligence and of course you need to have intelligence i'm not saying that you don't unfortunately we don't necessarily have that today as well that's why biden can get away with saying he's going to cure cancer alzheimer's and diabetes i'm waiting for the memo or maybe this will come just strictly by executive order you figure we're what a about a week in now Uh, i think we should be getting the the executive order on curing this but anyway you look at this and you realize that leadership is often about simply doing the right thing, no matter what the uh, – no matter what the opposition. Leadership is about doing the right thing. So in my estimation – and yes, you need to make good – I'm not saying you, have, you can be a total idiot. Don't misunderstand. But mm-hmm. if you look down to, to really – I guess d- does it does it take intelligence – or does it take strength of will and character and conviction to stand up to people like the Islamic Republic of Iran whenever they're acting the way that they do? Is that really, is that really an intelligence thing or is that simply having the strength and the character and the resolve to do the right thing? This is my point. This is my point. And I see the same thing um, with, with where we are as a nation today. If we're at a point to where we're going to say, look, the other side's really mad. We just got to do whatever they say. And if we oppose it, even if the law clearly states that this is the case, um, we, if we if we you know stand up for the law, the rule of law, the constitution, it's going to cause people to get upset and maybe riot. If that's factoring into the decision process of judges or elected representatives, uh, in my estimation, they have no business being there. If folks then use this decision. Use Congress's vote as an as an excuse to riot. They should be arrested and charged for the laws that they've broken. You cannot capitulate and cow uh, to the side that. Well, it doesn't matter which side, whoever it is, you can't make decisions based upon that. This is so elementary to me. Don't even know why we have to discuss this, but this is what it means. This is what it means to be a in a world where there's a political purge taking place. And payback politics is in full swing in Washington D.C. Courtesy of the modern Democrat Party and the professional deceivers in the media. Quick timeout is in order. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, folks. Um, look, waning moments of the program here. Not a lot of time. Not a time. A lot of time left. But I will. I tell you what. I'll have. Um, I'm not going to even get to this remaining soundbite from the conversation between Stephanopoulos and uh, Rand Paul. But we'll have pedals. She'll post that to the website later today, and you can see uh, the full interviews. About I think about six minutes. So you can see that. But again, we've entered the era, and this to me is the takeaway at this this particular point in time. We've entered the era of the political purge. If you're on the wrong side of this, they want you to pay. If you are on the Republican side, um, you better pledge your willingness to work with President Joe Biden and Democrats in Congress. You better talk about your willingness to Uh, convict president, former president, Donald J. Trump. If you're a senator and you have this impeachment trial coming up, you better be willing to say these things or else. You better not mention a word about election integrity. You better not mention anything about uh, your concerns for fraud or trying to clean any of that up because that is not acceptable. Look, I'm not saying – I'm going to go on record here. Um, if, if President Biden does the things that he and his party want to do, I those things need to be stopped. Those things need to be stopped. Don't put the pressure on me or Republicans to work with him. How about he do things, he use his position and power to actually try to unite and find some things that there may be some common agreement upon? Anyway, got to take a break. Come back and wrap up. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. Folks, that is about all the time that we have today. But fear not, we'll be back here at the helm tomorrow. You can also check out archives of our program, Toddhuffshow.com/slash listen. And I encourage you, encourage each of you as well to take a look at downloading the podcast completely free. Go to Apple Podcasts or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. It's really very simple. to subscribe. That'll go to your phone each and every day. And you can check out this podcast, this program, which is converted to a podcast as well, uh, directly on your phone, just so you don't miss anything important. And there's plenty we get to that is important. Folks, I've got to go. Music tell me it's time to shut up. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.